Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. It is Friday, July 14th. Hope you're having a great day and hope you have a blessed weekend and get out there and enjoy it. Today's a feast day of St. Kateri, Tekawitha. And Takiri is the Indian name, actually, for Catherine, and she was named after St. Catherine of Siena. And if you read her life story, it's very interesting in terms of her journey to Catholicism and why she didn't want to get married. Very similar to St. Catherine, who did not want to get married and really fought her parents over it because she felt that she was betrothed to the Lord at a very early age and even had a vision of him outside of St. Dominic's giving her a wedding ring. Just a beautiful, beautiful story. But St. Catherine also has a, a, a cute story about her life. And by the way, if you want to read, I say this a million times, but if you haven't heard this, a great book about St. Catherine of Siena is Lay Siege to Heaven by Louis de Waltz, one of my favorite, favorite books. But anyway, so St. Catherine was so frustrated that her parents were trying to marry her off that she cut off her hair and then she was punished for it. But there's actually kind of a humorous side to that story as well, how they made her serve the family and she was not frustrated. And her spiritual advisor said, how can you not be frustrated? You're have so many brothers and sisters and your parents are forcing you to work and she's oh, I just pretend that they're the holy family so anyway so St. Catherine and St. Kateri are connected there with the name and also similar of course in their dedication to the Lord and the faith and St. Kateri is a patron of ecology and the environment so we can ask for her intercession when we thank God for the beauty of the earth indeed. All right, so what is coming up on the program today? Well, it is a Friday, which means yay, Doug Keck is back with us, our Chief Operating Officer and President for the Inside Word. It's a segment we do every week to give you a heads up on the great programming. And then Doug and I oftentimes have conversations about the craziness in the world. (laughs) So much to talk about right now, right? Never a dull moment. And then we move into our Fact Check Friday at the bottom of the hour. So today, which will be a nice segue into our wrap-up interview today. We're going to talk about language and semantics and how the media are all in when it comes to abortion language and how we should not be and how we can change that. And also, an interesting story from my home state of Michigan. Now, it has received some coverage on Catholic and other pro-life sites. Did you hear the story about the uh, Cherry Festival Children's Parade? took place about a week ago. And every year for, I don't know, the head of Grand Traverse, A Right to Life, spoke with me this morning in the first hour of my program. If you're not familiar with where Traverse City, Michigan is, it's a beautiful area, very, very popular tourist area, resort area. It's right on the beautiful Grand Traverse Bay, part of the whole Great Lakes system. And if you hold up your left hand and you look at your pinky, it's in that area, just kind of give you a general understanding of the locations part of the gold coast they call the gold coast of northern lower michigan anyway they are big on cherries it's called the cherry capital of the world and they have cherry festivals and great cherry products and within the cherry festival each year they have these parades and for years years the teens the pro-life teens the students have been marching in the parade walking in the parade year after year after year now all of a sudden The night before the parade, they get canceled. But why? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, the media falling down on the job because they're letting the parade organizers get away with 
saying, well, it was a clerical error. Well, no, we got threats. Well, what is it? They said it was a clerical error because according to their rules, there's not supposed to be organizations associated with politics or controversial issues. Okay, so if it's a clerical error, have you been making that clerical error then for 20 to 30 years? Or if you were getting threats, that was the other thing they said. They kept changing it. They told the parade, the students who were going to march in the parade and their representatives from Grand Traverse Area Right to Life that they were getting threats. So what is it? Clerical error, threats, or both? Where were the media in saying, oh, okay, well, can you give us some of those, you know, the language and some of those threats? Do you have emails? Do you have phone calls? Can you give us a transcript? And, of course, the media don't follow up. We'll talk a little bit about that in two cents. Leading into the interview with Kathleen Cook, she's a co-founder and vice president of Cook Media. This is an idea from my wonderful friend, Erin Mercino, who was on with us last week about the Supreme Court decision. She's a terrific attorney with the Thomas More Law Center. She's the author of Hope for Today, Kathleen Cook, Stay Connected to God in a Distracted World. But she's behind a beautiful campaign. Have you seen this commercial or heard it? We're going to play it for you. And really, really beautiful campaign that focus on the family launch with this commercial that is just awesome in terms of the language that the left tries to use, calling a baby when they don't want to identify it as a baby, a fetus. So the having a fetus commercial, if you haven't seen it, you can look it up. You were having a fetus or just go to focus on the family. It's right in their homepage. But they did it right before the anniversary of Dobbs. So it's very clever. And we'll talk with Kathleen about the messaging and how important it is for us to always use pro-life language because it's the truth. Amen. Amen. All right. So what's up with the weather? Well, we are going to have some more storms, strong to severe thunderstorms, heavy rain and flooding possible over parts of the mid-Atlantic and the southern New England area, the central plains, the mid-Mississippi Valley, and into the eastern Gulf Coast. We have widespread heat-related advisories and warnings are in place as a significant heat wave intensifies across the southern area of the country. So it's very, very warm in certain parts, and we'll have more on that in the news. Speaking of which, we will get started right now. Six minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning, and you're listening to EWTN. The House passing two amendments, as Catholic News Agency explains, to the National Defense Authorization Act happened last night, mandating the military stop its programs paying for abortion, travel, and transgender surgeries for service members. Under a policy laid out by the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, CNA explains the military has been granting paid leave and subsidizing service members' travel to obtain abortions. Transgender and gender identity treatments and surgeries have also been subsidized by the military under the Biden administration. Those two amendments passed by the House yesterday evening would undo those military policies. Meanwhile, Catholic News Agency also reporting the U.S. Food and Drug Administration yesterday announcing the approval of the first non-prescription oral contraceptive called OPAL, The drug's approval is likely to lead to increased use of contraception, of course, a practice that is directly contradictory to Catholic moral teaching. Though more than 100 countries, as CNA explains, have approved over-the-counter birth control, according to the Free the Pill Coalition, this pill is the first oral contraceptive to receive FDA approval for use in the U.S. without a prescription. This means it will be available for all ages, available at retail drugstores without the consultation or guidance of a doctor. Now, meanwhile... The bishops have come out with a statement denouncing the FDA's decision. 
Bishop Robert Barron releasing a statement saying, allowing this hormonal contraception to be dispensed over the counter without the supervision of a doctor and contrary to the mounting evidence of many harmful side effects violates a Hippocratic Oath by putting the health of women at grave risk. In other news this morning, the Secret Service is closing its investigation into the discovery of cocaine at the White House after failing to identify a suspect. Republican Representative Chip Roy of Texas says he's very frustrated by the outcome because it could have been worse. It was like, we got to make sure this isn't anthrax. Well, what if it had been anthrax? I guess the Secret Service would have just said, oh, sorry. I don't know who had anthrax in the White House. The most secure location on the planet. Are you out of your mind? The agency saying it was unable to single out a person of interest from the hundreds of individuals who passed through the West Executive Avenue entrance where the cocaine was discovered. Testing, they insist, failed to reveal sufficient DNA or fingerprint evidence and surveillance camera footage was reviewed but they claim it produced no leads. Now, Roy is not buying it and says the American people shouldn't either. You better believe that if they wanted to go figure out where that cocaine came from, the Secret Service of the United States in the White House of the United States could figure it out. A Secret Service officer spotting the small plastic baggie on July 2nd in a storage cubby used to temporarily store electronic and personal devices. Brian Shook tells us a pair of IRS whistleblowers claiming the Justice Department slow-walked its investigation into Hunter Biden will publicly testify before Congress next week. IRS investigator Gary Shapley and a second unnamed individual will appear before the House Oversight Committee Wednesday. Shapley told lawmakers the president's son received preferential treatment in his tax and gun case and claimed DOJ officials refused to follow evidence that may have implicated President Biden. Hunter Biden last month reached a plea deal with prosecutors that would require guilty pleas on two misdemeanor tax charges. Some California Democrats are doing an about-face after getting backlash for voting down a child sex trafficking bill. The Republican bill increases penalties for sex trafficking of minors by classifying it as a serious felony in the state of California. But this week, a Democratic majority committee killing that bill, saying it would lead to overcrowding in prisons. But after an outcry from the public, the Democratic Speaker of the Assembly suddenly called for an emergency hearing, and then it passed with unanimous support. Mark Mayfield tells us there's a brutal heat wave, as we mentioned in the weather forecast, that's continuing to roast much of the southern U.S., including states such as California, Texas, and Florida. In Death Valley, California, temperatures could potentially reach 130 degrees this weekend, which would match the highest temperature ever reliably recorded on Earth. Heat warnings and advisories are in effect for millions of people. In Phoenix, the high temperatures have been over 110 degrees for nearly two weeks, with no end in sight. In El Paso and Miami, the highs have been over 100 degrees for nearly a month. The Pittsburgh Tree of Life synagogue shooter is now eligible for the death penalty. The Jewish Federation of Greater Pittsburgh President Jeff Finkelstein calls a jury's decision a just decision. The Federation does not have a position on the death penalty, but this was an act of anti-Semitism, and the defendant deserves to answer for his crime. A grand jury deciding that Bowers, Robert Bowers, can be sentenced to death after deliberations. He was convicted last month of killing 11 people in the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history in 2018. The government does want the death penalty for him, and now the jury will hear evidence to decide if he will be sentenced to death or life in prison. A Central Ohio plastic surgeon, she's known as Dr. Roxy on TikTok, is no longer allowed to practice in the Buckeye State. Dr. Jonathan Feibel is one of the 12 members of the Ohio Medical Board, and he had some stern words after the board moved to permanently revoke the license of Dr. Catherine Growey. 
for the lack of professionalism and poor judgment in delegating responsibilities to others appears to have significantly contributed to her falling below the standards of care. Board officials launching hearings over her credentials after three patients reported cosmetic surgeries that had gone wrong, leading to a number of problems, including serious complications. She was also questioned over patient privacy concerns after live streaming surgeries on social media. Trey Thomas tells us mortgage rates, well, they're at their highest since November. The Mortgage Bankers Association says average rates for the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage went over 7% last week, up from 6.85 the week before. The NBA said markets expect the Federal Reserve will need to continue to hold rates higher longer to slow inflation. An Orange County, Florida circuit judge expected to rule on a request by Walt Disney Parks and Resorts to toss out a lawsuit filed by a revamped special district. It comes amid the ongoing feud between the governor, Ron DeSantis, and Disney over the law he signed in May, limiting Disney's ability to govern itself. Today, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. Disney wants to dismiss or put on hold the lawsuit filed by the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District seeking a ruling that agreements between Disney and the former Reedy Creek are null and void. Storm trackers in Miami at the National Hurricane Center are arming themselves with a new tool. It's an upgrade according to senior hurricane specialist Robbie Berg. Because of the high resolution nature of the model, the hope is that it's going to more accurately represent and simulate what's going on in the core of the storm as it's developing. The new hurricane analysis and forecast system is operating and will run alongside existing models for the current hurricane season before they say replacing them as a premier hurricane forecasting model. And to Amazon says it saw its largest sales day ever during its two-day Prime Day sales event, the online retail giant announcing its Prime members bought more than 375 million items, saving over $2.5 billion. Amazon says the first day of the event was the biggest sales day in its history. It added that Prime members save more money than on any other Prime Day event. And finally, in our news segment on a Friday morning at 14 minutes past the hour, July 14th, Rangers in Yosemite National Park, as Deanna Kodak tells us, are asking visitors not to build rock cairns and to knock over the ones they come across. Cairns are man-made piles or stacks of stones. Others refer to them as stone balancing or prayer stone stacks. Whatever you call it, rangers say they're not in line with the idea of leave no trace, leaving no signs of human activity on the land. Cairns, especially larger ones, can disrupt the environment, especially small insects, reptiles, and microorganisms that call the underside of the rocks their home. Park rangers say cairns should only be stacked by staff for navigation and designated trails. July 14, 2023. Stay tuned. Doug Keck is in the house. He's going to share with us what's coming up on programming in our schedule. You don't want to miss it. That way you can have an idea of what to watch and when. We'll tell you all about it up next. Beyond Damascus with Dan Denate and Aaron Richards is our show for young adults. Everybody's talking about encounter. Everybody's talking about that mountaintop experience. What we fail to often talk about is what happens after, what happens beyond that Damascus moment. Jesus Christ is calling all of us to be missionary disciples, disciples of Jesus who are on mission to bring the kingdom of God here and now on this earth. Beyond Damascus with Dan Denate and Aaron Richards tomorrow at 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio. You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. 
Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. 17 minutes past the hour. Always great to be joined by Doug Keck, our Chief Operating Officer and President of the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio and TV Network. You can't make it up, Doug. We're talking about these crazy stories out there. That's why I'm so grateful for Catholic News Agency and the Register and the World Over and EWTN News Nightly and EWTN News In Depth. Because at least I know I'm going to get the truth, which is so hard to come by these days. Good morning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you get these, uh, you know, kind of uh, Alice in Wonderland resolutions and stories where people's answers to everything are basically, I forgot, mm-hmm. uh, or, uh, gee, we couldn't figure it out. Uh, you know, and as somebody said on television, you know, they can get DNA off a sandwich found in a landfill in Staten Island from 25 years ago and figure mm-hmm. out who did it. But mm-hmm. we, we just can't figure it out. And it just happens to be where there's no cameras. You know, meanwhile, every time something happens in the streets of New York or some other part of the country, within uh, half an hour, there's video from the local cameras that have captured some parts of the action. But, you know, inside the most secure building in the world, it just happened to be a place where there's there's no cameras. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, Doug, this is the White House, as you said, the most secure place. And I mean, do, they just must think we're stupid or that nobody's paying attention. I don't know. That- they they just think they can get away with it. I think it's a, it's a level of stonewalling arrogance that mm-hmm. you know they they have, as you have said many times, they've got the mainstream media behind them. They've got that, so they don't have to worry about the relentless questions. They don't have to worry about the fact that every day there's going to be a story about how could this be, et cetera, et cetera. They count on that, and so they. You know, do the things like they did with the Afghanistan report. You know, you know as well as I, dump it on a Friday right before July 4th. Yep. Why do you do that? Because you want the most coverage? No, because you want it buried. The least coverage. Yeah. Right. And and by yeah. the time somebody says something, you say, oh, well, that was a week ago. Or that, that report's been old. You know, that, that report's been at work for two years. It's really mm-hmm. old news. So, mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. they work on. And so with this, we'll forget about it. And I think they needed to get the story off the headlines because of the connection. Not that the actual cocaine has direct connection with... Uh, the son of the president, but certainly because of his past history, it kept bringing that point up, and I think their goal was to kill that. Yeah, but the thing is, is this makes him look more suspect because if you you've got the Secret Service of the United States denying or saying we can't find any connection, or they won't they won't come up with you know mm-hmm. at least some more information, I, I mean some more plausible response, then that is going to be a target next right. year. That's going to be all over the place in debates uh, and everything else. Yes, but you're a conspiracy theorist. You have to understand, and you would think that right away. But right. the average person out there who 
who doesn't want to be troubled by things in life or is a, a you know person who really disliked Trump or voted one way or the other for Biden or agrees with those kinds of policies. They just need an answer so they can say, this is resolved and I don't have to pay attention to it anymore. That's so all. you're not concerned as a citizen that's supposedly the most secure place in the country, in the people's house? Oh, no. That they're, you, can they're... Find, you can find not only cocaine, but I don't care who's in office. And, and it should be, this shouldn't matter. I mean, it, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, this is serious. What if it were anthrax, as the one representative right. that I had in the news said? Right, absolutely. They'd still be looking for it, trust yeah. me. Uh, yeah. This idea that it, it wasn't, uh, and if it was a different White House and if it was oh, a Republican White House, they would be you know, turning the place upside down. Of course, the question is, you know, was it snuck in or did, you know, who brought it in? Uh, you know, and what would be the purpose, obviously, I'm assuming to use it. So, I mean, it, it might give you an idea of some of the people who maybe are uh, in and out of the White House on a regular basis who they might happen to be. I have no idea. But it's it, you, like you said, I mean, all of these things we have, whether it's the IRS whistleblowers or all of these things, this incredible lack of, uh, you know, inquiry, the, the fact that we can't figure it out. You know, we, you know, we don't know what happened to Epstein. There's no cameras. You don't think that's a well, you know, and it's the same stuff. It's just you, you, you scratch there and say, you know, uh, Columbo wouldn't give up on this stuff. Right. He'd say there's something wrong. But see, this doesn't is pass why, the smell test. That's, this is why we say. have to have alternative news sources, which is why Absolutely. I know we, we beat this, you know, uh, you know, constantly. But it's so important right. for people. And you and I know this, having both worked in in the secular right. media before. But that's why I do rely on on Catholic News, the Register, and our other sources because right. I know the people who are doing it. I know their former reporters like me who worked in the secular media who get how to answer the ask and uh, answer those questions and ask the tough questions. So right. thank you for, for those outlets. They're, in they're in, this, in the secular media and, and, you know, what's going on in the secular world and also what's going on in the church. And, exactly. You know, uh, exactly. Whether, you know, it's uh, another program with the world over and things like that, really, you know, tackling a lot of things that are going on in the church right now that are, are not the easiest things to talk, talk about. about. But, right. but we need to talk about them because uh, it, it, it's kind of concerning because the answers, likewise, we get sometimes from inside the church are hard to discern exactly what somebody's actually talking about mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. what the answer is when you get the answer back about, well, what about the cases, particularly in some part of the world where, you know, this, uh, that Rupnik, uh, the, you know, well, he was right. excommunicated, but he, he, now he's not. And, but his art's still okay. Well, what? You know, I yeah. mean, it's like this doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the fact that in addition to the reporters, you have people like Dr. Bunsen who can analyze right. this and, and take an in-depth look. So speaking of EWTN and our coverage, what are we looking at in the next couple of days? What well, there's a lot going on. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, Dr. Bunsen, we have the Doctors of the Church on St. Robert Bellarmine, uh, which really is dealing with its, uh, it's this afternoon at 5 p.m. It's part two of uh, an episode on him as Doctor of the Church, and he's dealing with uh, the Protestant revolt. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there's be a lot of people think there's some of that's going on right now in different parts of the church. Uh, we've also got Everyday Holiness, a uh, program that's airing tomorrow on Saturday, and St. Bridget of Sweden's, our movie. We've got our uh, very popular, every year we cover the Mass of Thanksgiving with the Knights of St. Peter Claver and the Ladies Auxiliary. Mm -hmm. And that'll be coming out of uh, New Orleans, of course. A wonderful program, uh, uh, the Mass and the event itself, a lot of pomp uh, with that. We've also got... Uh, this weekend, we've got starting at 2 p.m., running through 10 p.m. Eastern, our Lord's United in Prayers event, uh, running from Lord's France. So there's a whole series of programs mm. I won't go through, but you can check out our website and find out more about that. We've also got the Pilgrimage Mass for the Pioneer Association of Sacred Heart. 
coming out of Ireland, and that's going to Beautiful. be airing on Sunday as well at 7 p.m. Next week, we launch our I Forgive program hosted by Immaculate Ilibagiza. It's a program basically every day which deals with people who suffered uh, traumatic losses and issues in their lives, but were able to overcome those things through forgiveness because of their Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. And people, that's at 5.30 p.m. all week long. And a very popular program we think it's going to be, and we're really proud to have it. It's Faith of Our Fathers. It's a movie we produced in Ireland with our team in Ireland, Campbell Miller and his team and John Elson and their team, having to do with uh, basically a Catholic priest on the run during the penal times mm. in uh, in Ireland under the British when it was illegal to not be a registered priest. And, um, you know, he was on the run. And it teaches a modern family how valuable their faith is and mm. what other people did to persevere over the years. And maybe they should take it a little more, more seriously, seriously right? and a less for granted. <laughs> Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's you know you know what I love is that what you just described is a variety of programming that's available. God's calling, by the way. I think He's calling yeah. us to, to give us a good uh, a big uh, shot in the arm. But no, I mean I, it's so important to have these different programs, and especially to look at the different lives of the saints. And gosh, how great that you have Immaculate. She's incredible. That's awesome. Ab absolutely. You know, we did a program. We've done different things with her. She did a program for us, kind of a devotional one, and then we worked with. Her on the Rwandan one on mm -hmm. the miracle on the yeah. apparition that's the first real program I think that was done on that and we'd like to do more and we we just thought that her story and John Elson and his team been working on this for over the last year or so so we think it's going to be a powerful program uh, on forgiveness she's beautiful inside and out I've had the opportunity to work with her at conferences and even do a pilgrimage with her to the Holy Land I have to get her back on the program to talk about the series Doug have a great weekend thanks and thanks for all you do to provide us with so much great programming and real news we'll be right back on Catholic Connection Fact Check Friday coming up Are mobile phones dangerous? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Our phones have become an extension of our physical bodies, and they emit radiation. Where you routinely place, hold, or store your phone on your body is critical. Energy emitted from radio frequency exposure can be absorbed by the body and potentially harmful. Apple recommends customers using its latest iPhones try the hands-free options like built-in speaker phones and headphones to reduce exposure. Android-type phones top the list of phones giving off the most radiation. Keep all brands of phones away from your ear and head when possible. Men should store a phone in a pant pocket. Women should keep their phone in a purse, pant pocket, but not in their bra. I didn't know this was a thing. Practice social distancing from phones. Like fasting from food, maybe it's time for a digital detox. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. A second opinion is when a physician, other than the one currently responsible for your care, reviews your medical records and any test results in order to assess, diagnose, and recommend treatment for you. You have the right and don't need to give a reason to seek a second opinion, and many people do so to simply explore options. You may want to get a second opinion when your current physician's recommended treatment doesn't reflect your pro-life values. You want to learn about other possible treatment options and assess risk and benefits. You don't feel that the current healthcare facility is best equipped to handle the treatment. A 2017 study by the Mayo Clinic found that 88% of patients that received a second opinion had a new or refined diagnosis or treatment plan. 
It very well may pay to get an alternative viewpoint to ensure you get the best care possible. This medical moment brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It's 28 minutes past the hour. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday, July 14th. Good to be with you every day here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Back in 2020, I began this segment called Fact Check Friday, taking a look at the media and how they do stories and how they are so guilty oftentimes of the sin of omission, which is just as bad as the bias because it is another form of bias. And then we also use this segment when we think the media do something well, and they do their jobs well and wisely. We do report on that, and we do give credit where credit is due, but there's an extremely frustrating story, in addition to the many out there, that hit home for those of us at Ave Maria Radio who work very closely with the Right to Life groups across our state. Our station is based in southeastern Michigan, so we have very close ties with Right to Life of Michigan, Dr. Monica Miller's group, Citizens for a Pro-Life Society, and of course our, our Right to Life chapters around the state of Michigan, including the beautiful Grand Traverse area Right to Life, which is in, as I said, northern lower Michigan in the northwestern side of the state, a gorgeous area. Many people come to that part of the Gold Coast in northern lower Michigan because it's just gorgeous especially in the summer and the fall and winter time great sports too great skiing and snowmobiling and whatnot but traverse city in particular is known as the cherry capital of the world they produce a great deal of delicious cherries and they have all kinds of cherry products and they have an annual cherry festival and they have several parades within that festival now last week the students from the grand area grand traverse area right to life pro-life high school students by the way who have marched According to Emily Hollibaugh, in this, she's the, the head of the uh, pro-life group in the Grand Travis area, they've been doing this for a long time. So first I want to give you just an explanation, a clip, short clip of the interview that Andrew, my producer, pulled for us this morning. We'll share that. Then we're going to talk about this whole city of omission with the media and the lack of follow-up questions. Not even follow-up, but basic one-on-one questions. And we see this all the time. And also the language that the media tend to always use. That's actually written now in the style book, the AP style book and how they are so connected to the pro-aborts and not approaching this this issue in a balanced way. Take a listen. Just last week, the parade um, was on Thursday last week, and we were notified um, between 10 and 11 p.m. the night before, so Wednesday night, that um, our approval was um, going to be revoked and we were not able to walk in the parade with the teens. And the reason being? The reason we were given that night was because there was a backlash of dozens upon dozens of phone calls, some harassing, um, to the executive director of the Cherry Festival. Because the students uh, were, the students are going to walk in the parade? Because the Grand Traverse Area Rights Flight Teams for Life were going to be in the parade, yes. And you have been doing this every year for, for several years, right? We've been in the parade either as our own entry for years, or we have walked also with the Down Syndrome group for a couple, um, few years now, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we've, this is not something new to us. All right, so they've been doing this, as, as Emily said. She's with the, uh, the pro-life group in the Grand Traverse Bay area in northern lower Michigan for many years. She said anywhere between 20 to 30 years. Now, in a phone call, as you just heard in that clip from the interview I did this morning, the organizers of the festival told her it was because of threats that they received because of the group. Now, when they were interviewed by the media, and in particular, 
in an article in the Traverse City Record Eagle, which is a newspaper in that part of the state of Michigan, they said it was a clerical error, and they referred to apparently the rules saying that anyone associated with a controversial position or a political issue, apparently elected officials can, run, can, can, can march in the parade. But if you're associated, if you're an organization, if you're associated with apparently, and this is according to their statement in this newspaper article and other articles that were done, it was a clerical error because they're not supposed to be marching because they're associated with a controversial issue. Okay, so they tell the Grand Travis Area Right to Life one thing over the phone. They tell the media another thing. So which is it? Is it one? Is it both? And if it is a clerical error, Okay, have you changed the rules? Because if you haven't changed the rules in this year, then that means, and this would be me, a reporter, asking these questions, and I asked this of Emily this morning, and she (laughs) doesn't know the answer because obviously they haven't told her. They haven't answered the questions. So if you've changed the rules, okay, and now someone associated with a political organization cannot march, but then what does this mean in terms of the last 15, 20, 30 years that these pro-life students have been marching. So have you consistently made clerical errors? Is that what you're saying? Because that is, that's what you're saying. If this has been your rule and yet you've allowed them to march every year, then you've had a clerical error every single year. All right, so let's move to the threats. If there were threats, where are they? If there were legitimate threats, I guarantee they would be all over it. And those emails and the transcript from the phone calls or whatever, the recorded messages that they're claiming came through, it'd be all over the press because then the conservatives would be targeted and, and marked as crazies again as they always try to you know pigeonhole us. So this should be the simple follow-up. I'm not even talking investigative reporting. A high school journalism student for crying out loud should be asking these questions. Well, wait a minute, clerical error, but they've been marching in the parade for 20 years. Well, wait a minute, you say there are threats. This is very concerning. Can you share with us so our public will know who's threatening whom? They don't ask the questions because they are so vested in supporting the abortion industry to the point that in the last year, and we're going to talk more about this in our next segment because this is you have to bring this out to show the inconsistency and the extreme bias. Not This is the life issue, but there's a number of issues. I talk about this in, in my book, Extreme Makeover, and also my first book, Noise, and my, no- my book, Beyond Me, Myself, and I. So I don't know if you heard this story about the Associated Press banning crisis pregnancy center terminology, directing journalists to use negative term instead. So this came out actually last year, right? This was one of two stories with the Associated Press. Now, the Associated Press has something called the style book. It's basically in all the newsrooms, it's mostly online now, but when I was in the news business eons ago, there would always be be a hard copy, and we'd be given a copy, and this is how we would be using this particular book as a Bible, basically, a secular Bible in terms of how we write copy and whatnot. The Associated Press adding an entry into its style guide directing journalists to put the term crisis pregnancy center in in scare quotes quotes, and to use anti-abortion center instead to convey the center's general aim is to prevent abortions. Yeah. So it's an anti-abortion center. So crisis pregnancy center, why? Why is that? Because crisis pregnancy center is exactly what it is. We help women in crisis, and they don't want anything positive or any type of positive inclination 
of these wonderful resource centers helping women. It has to be a negative. So it's anti-abortion. So they're nothing but about talking about anti-abortion. They're not about parenting classes. They're not about supporting women financially. They're not about giving them help where they need it. Diapers, bottles, food, anything they need for their children. And walking with them for up to three years in many cases with Pregnancy Resource. And as we talked about this earlier earlier this week, as a matter of fact. So again, the language, the language is extremely important along with omission. They are purposely in terms of the Associated Press Style Guide, directing reporters to be negative about those who help women. And when it comes to pro-life stories, they do not ask basic journalism, who, what, where, when, why, and how questions. It's an insult to our intelligence, and we deserve better. And we should demand it. And we should also support great news outlets like the ones we have through EW10. We'll be right back. Father Benedict Groeschel. I often go back to my childhood. In church, we love to be reverent, to Christ present in the Eucharist, to Christ on the cross. But I was also impressed by the reverence of my friends in the Salvation Army. They had a little band, and I used to walk past the band on Sunday morning on my way to church, and I was just a child. But I said, you know, they're trying to pray to God. They're showing reverence to God. All this was reverence. Now what do I see? I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general and make fun of Christianity in particular and particularly make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. Live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowledge by acquaintance is what St. Paul's talking here. We need to increase our acquaintance of God. What can we do to increase our knowledge of God? Well, study Scripture, pray, fast. But here's the obvious question. Are you increasing in the knowledge of God? Or are you simply kind of staying stable? You're living off past encounters. When we speak of increasing our knowledge of God, as I said, you can read all the books you want about God and you'll have lots of information, but it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily become acquainted with him. We need to know God by acquaintance. And that's what lies at the heart of all true religion. Cresta in the Afternoon weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come They give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades 
and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Catholic Connection. It is a Friday morning. I hope you're having a beautiful Friday going into the weekend. Give yourself some time to rest and reflect and enjoy this beautiful time of year. I know many of you are struggling with the heat, but just be careful out there. You know, the, the whole situation that we're seeing out in our culture, it really is interesting to me. And I often pray, and I said this to my listeners in the first hour of the program when I was talking about the story that we're going to be discussing right now with this beautiful, this beautiful, beautiful commercial and very clever commercial that focused on the family launch. It's actually a campaign. They launched right before the anniversary of Dobbs, the Dobbs decision, that I really pray always for those who who are against us in this issue. A lot of people are coming at this from a place of pain, okay? And even many in the industry of the news business, because I know a lot of women in the news business who, who had abortions, many of them, by the way, are now involved in Silent No More, including one friend of mine who was a former news anchor and had two abortions because she was told it would affect her career. Anyway, uh, the, the bottom line is, is that when you are, are fudging with names and when you are trying to use different words, like, for example, the Associated Press story that I just shared with you and how they refuse to refer to and they're telling reporters in the AP style guide to refer to crisis pregnancy centers as anti-abortion centers versus pregnancy centers. So when you constantly have to nuance things, shouldn't, that, shouldn't there be a little bit of a check in the spirit in terms of why am I doing this? What's really going on here? That is my prayer that they will stop and think about this because that's what caused me to, to really take notice. When I really had to think about it, and I wasn't always, as you know, pro-life. I supported legalized abortion for a long time. I thought I knew a lot of stuff, and I knew zip, zero, nada. And so this is why this beautiful ad that's been airing and that's part of a campaign from Focus on the Family is, is so important and I want to have Andrew play that clip, and then we're going to interview the person who came up with the idea. She's holding on the phone with us right now, but just listen to how they took something that the left always does when they don't want to acknowledge that it's a baby, when they're talking about the abortion debate. They'll acknowledge it when it's a star, a movie star, or a TV star is having a baby because that person wants a baby. But oftentimes they merely refer to that beautiful child in the womb as a fetus. Take a listen. Well? It's positive. We're having a fetus. We're having a fetus. We're having a fetus. <laughs> and here we are. Would you look at that? Hi, fetus. Hey, got names yet? For the fetus? We've got a few we like. Focus on the family. Would like to remind you that no matter where you are on your pregnancy journey... It's almost here. Keep pushing. Your fetus is doing great. Call it what you want, but the truth does not change. You want to feel the fetus care? Um, it's a baby. It's still a baby. Amen to that. Kathleen Cook is on the phone with us, a co-founder and vice president of Cook Media Group, author of Hope for Today, Stay Connected to God in a Distracted Culture. And I'll tell you, uh, Kathleen, what, what a great, 
<laughs> Boy, if this doesn't hit the nail on the head in terms of how the, the pro aborts try to nuance the language. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning to all of you. Yes, it, um, it was fun to, um, to come up with this idea. I think, uh, you know, we had to tap into God's creativeness, and, um, and that's the essential part right there is uh, tapping into trying to get people's attention and cut through the clutter of what's out there and the messaging that's being done. Um, it's just been overused. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so thrilled to be here and to talk about this. All right, so let's go back to to where the idea for the campaign came from, when it was launched, and and the third question would be: I know I'm throwing a lot of questions, but we have a few minutes to talk about this in terms of the response to to the campaign. Yeah. So um, when we were uh, asked to come up with an idea for um, this campaign and uh, the reversal that had been done just the year previously, and to celebrate that. We were uh, just kind of, you know, um, thinking about the, the words that are being used in our culture today and how desensitized we are to them, abortion, pro, pro-life. Um, as soon as you start talking about and using those words, uh, people start turning you off. So what could we do to get people's attention um, that would create um, awareness in a new fashion and a new way of thinking. You know, I believe that God calls us to think differently. And mm-hmm. so using the word fetus, which is the scientific word and what most people like to use because it kind of puts them off the hook. They don't, right. they don't feel guilty if, when they use the word fetus. And, um, but when you start talking about the word baby, then all of a sudden this guilt comes in and this, this, um, you know, this a rejection. And so, um, so how do we, how do we approach that? Well, and so that's kind of the approach we take, we took, we thought, let's use these words that they're using and then try to get people's attention by really focusing on what is really being said here. Um, and so that's kind of the, the approach we went with it. So that was, a, that was before the anniversary of Dobbs, right? It was, it was launched just a, right before the anniversary right before, of the Dobbs decision. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then, and exactly. is, the, is the ad still running? And how much exposure did you get for the ad? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, believe it or not, we had to shoot the whole thing very quietly, and because of the pushback that we got, we get from um, the the uh, you know the other side. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people who are wanting to um, take advantage of our culture, our world, our children today, and so um, we went to uh, cast the uh, commercial in here in Los Angeles where our production company is, Cook Media Group. And um, we had several people that we wanted to cast the show and work on the show at the level that needed to be worked on, and uh, they rejected it. They said, you know, if we work on this thing, we'll never work in this town again. And um, then we took it to one of the top um casting agents in Toronto, Canada, and same thing, um, you know, she said, this is brilliant, but if I cast this thing, I'll never work in this town again. Wow. And finally, we took it to um, a casting area and some people we knew that would be professional and would be able to pull this off in the Dallas area, and um, one casting agency all rejected it except for one woman, and she said, I'll do this. And um, so when she sent out the, the, the casting call, we had over 300 people 
um, contact us wanting to be in, uh, on the on the show on the uh, commercial, and um, so we were able to shoot it in Dallas. We did it, like I said, very hush hush. We knew that there was going to be a lot of protests and and people coming after us for this, and uh, just because simply you know even the reputation when something is done by Focus and the family, they have a reputation that just sets the fire off. And so um, we shot this very hush-hush. We got it out there and just and just did it. And, um, and it's been very successful. But, again, there's been a lot of um, news agencies and a lot of um, different advertisers and things that will not uh, touch it. And um, so, you know, it's had a limited um, uh, distribution. But at this point, we're going to continue to to put it out there, and hopefully, we're wanting to create a few more of them. To oh, I, this is so well done, going. Kathleen. And I'm someone with a media background like you, and so I really appreciated the creative writing, and also, I thought the the actors in in the commercial. It's one thing to hear it, which is great because obviously this is radio. But I really want to encourage people to you know, go and watch this, and then share it as, with as many people as possible. The different scenarios were so great. You know, the woman with the pregnancy test, uh, the two guys running on the street talking about you know having a, a fetus and did we name the fetus yeah. yet and what i love too the woman the pregnant woman who gets out of the car after grocery shopping and she's got the t-shirt on and and fetus on board yeah. pointing to you yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. really really creative it's interesting, uh, Teresa. um um when we were on set the gentleman that's in the very last shot where the little girl comes up and says, oh no, she's so cute that little girl she perfect yeah she adorable was, was perfect and um but the 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 gentleman that played the actor that played the father came up to us during our lunch break when we were shooting that and he said i just want you to know how much me being on this commercial means to me he said uh, my my uh, wife was has given birth to a um a child with some physical issues and we were told to abort the child oh. and we chose to trust God for it, and he has been born with some physical issues, but he said it's been the biggest blessing of our lives. Mm. And he said, he said, I am so thrilled to be able to work on this. I just wanted you to know that the lies that are out there right now and um, about how difficult it, it is, it is difficult, he said, to raise a child with some physical deformities, but he said the joy of it out outweighs it and he said it is a baby it is a child and it is a child of god Mm -hmm. and so we need to continue to um push for um resolution and for women to think just to, to think and he said this commercial is something that women and men will both think about yeah and um so it was it was a neat neat moment on set Amen. We're talking with Kathleen Cook, and she is a co-founder and VP of Cook Media Group about this beautiful campaign that was launched right before the anniversary of the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade. We're having a fetus. No, we're having a baby. Now, we know the word fetus technically in Latin means the same thing, but they use fetus because they want to make it, they want to desensitize it and make it sound more, more chemical, you know, blob of cells and that kind of thing. And this is so well done. So you said there's going to be some follow-ups. You're working on some, some future spots? Yeah, we're working on um, doing a couple of uh, new campaigns and um, seeing where those will go to follow up. And, um, yeah, you know, one of the things is, 
it's an ex- it, you know these kind of kinds of things it's expensive today sure um especially um in our culture today where they see something like this and um the distribution um distributors and and people almost rack up the the amount of money it costs us to do these things because they want to push back again in that way right. financially and so, um, so that's part. Of, you know, that's that's part of what we're we're, we're working about is just again raising the funds again with focus on the family to be able to do this, and um, and resonate. And and you know, the best thing I think people can do out there is to watch it, yeah. Download it and send it out. Send it out. I mean, we have an army out there of people who care. And that's what really what the bottom line is, Teresa, really, is about loving people and caring people. You know, it starts at the conception of birth, and that's what God does, God does with us, is he mm-hmm. cares and loves for us. And that's what we need to resonate out there. Not that we are um, hateful against people who are having abortions or are thinking the wrong way, but to care and love about them and know that it comes out of a spirit of fear. Exactly. And I think also a spirit of pain, and especially those who have been associated with abortion. Well, thank you for doing this and and keep up the great work. So where can we find, what's the easiest place in terms of a link, Kathleen, to send them to this beautiful, beautiful ad so they can share it like crazy? Yeah. So the best place to do is just go online and just, you can just Google focus on the family. It's a baby. Uh, and um, you'll you'll come up with a link, yeah. and it'll be on there. So it's in various places all over, and I would send you around to some various places. But the best thing to do is just Google "it's a it's a baby," yeah, and uh, it'll pop up. Yeah, and we'll put a link to this, also the article on FaithWire. Uh, on our archive section. God bless you. Keep up the great work. Kathleen Cook, co-founder and VP of Cook Media Group. It's a baby. Go figure. We'll be right back on a Friday. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. As Catholic parents, we know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day. Get expert help with discipline issues. Self-care. Creating a stronger marriage. Living your faith at home. We're just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources. Check out entertaining videos that teach your kids to get along with each other and love the Lord. Downloadable activities. Monthly live parenting Q&As. A supportive community of faithful parents. And tons of other benefits like our exclusive Catholic Home podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home community. Remember, that's CatholicHOM.com. We can't Can't wait wait to to see see you there. there. 
This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Wishing you a blessed and peaceful weekend. Get out there and enjoy it, but take us with you on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. This program is co-produced by EWTN and Ave Maria Radio, and you can find the archives at AveMariaRadio.net. Just go to the archives section and pick your program. Looking forward to speaking with you on a Monday, God willing. I'm going to be chatting with Anthony DiStefano. has a new book out, 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Soul. And we'll also talk with Gail Buckley in our Scripture Verse of the Week. Ciao. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.